obviously we need to be centered again, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, uh, hey, welcome everybody. We are live, I guess. Um, so Zoomers, you can hear us okay, right? Thumbs up, yeah? Awesome, okay. Good to see you all. We just did a whole revamping of our system here. So Zoomers, you can hear us okay, is that correct? Yes? All right, that is good news. Um, we're gonna, you're gonna have to give us some feedback. Hopefully, the, once we get this change done, we will be done with changes for a while. <laughs> Until the next change, time. Right? <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, anyway, we are happy to be out here and um, live once again. So, uh, YouTube and Facebook, you will also have to let us know if the sound is coming through okay, if you can hear us okay. We've actually had to do some workarounds, so if it um, is not uh, coming through loud and clear, please let us know. And again, this is participatory. We're asking everyone to join in one way or another, so um, in what you see in the Ascension time, as well as thoughts that you have while we're teaching and sharing. So it's all good. We're making some changes. Um, and, and I'm sorry if the world feels a little off balance. We're gonna, we're gonna, Riley is a, just got a lot of authority and he is able to shift things, so I'm sure he's going to shift the world into a better place. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> there we go. Riley is the man. <laughs> I like the world, but is this, as the world turns, is this our new, uh... It's so the aura. We want to keep that aura around the earth white as it is. Yes. White light. Okay. Are we ready? Any anybody? Oh, you know what? Hey, before we get too far in, uh, now I apologize because Zoomers, you're not going to be able to hear anything, and in-house you're not going to be able to hear anything right now. But we do have a video that we want to play. Um, it's regarding the conference that's coming up shortly. So again, apologize to the Zoomers and in-house. You'll just have to watch and read lips. Uh, <laughs> so Riley, go ahead and play that video. Join the Kingdom Restoration Age Conference in November to practice stepping into the heavens with recognized leaders of the movement. Speakers from all different backgrounds can come together in union of heart, mind, and purpose to collaborate with the Father's heart. Anybody that participates is going to have an opportunity to interact with a whole bunch of different voices. We are entering a new age, new dimensions, so that all of creation can reflect the kingdom realms of our Father and learn how to bring a restoration this interactive online experience will give you actionable steps that you'll begin taking from day one of this multi-day practicum. Join us at the Kingdom Restoration Age online conference as we learn together how to bring the kingdom of God into the earth. So that is the video. That's one of three videos that we have out right now that is talking about the conference that's coming up. So we have 15 speakers and encourage you if you're going to go to that conference you got three more days you got until wednesday to get the early early bird special which is almost half off so really encourage you to get that um jump on board now sooner than later so it's currently again 15 speakers over a six-day period and that is going to um uh, let's see that is it, the price right now is 175 if you wait until after Wednesday, it goes to 239. So definitely advisable to get on board sooner than later. 
Okay, anything else? Zoomers, you guys got anything? All right. We just want to say we want to welcome everyone from around the world. We have uh, Dr. Chris from Wales, and we've got some people from different places, South Carolina, Iowa, and many more. So we just say welcome to our global family. All right, and again, we're, we've totally revamped everything. If you were here, you would see what we've done. So we need to hear your feedback on how things are sounding. So let us know on Facebook and YouTube how it sounds out there. And we're going to go ahead and engage in heaven. Is that all right? Sounds good. Okay, so encourage everyone. If you're in-house, microphone right over here uh, to come on over and share what you're getting. If you're on Facebook and YouTube, share it in the comments or the chat section. And if you're on Zoom, just unmute and share what you've got. And so um, on YouTube, they're saying the sound can be heard, but there's buzzing and echoing only when Gil and Adina speak. Okay. So buzzing and echoing when I am speaking and Adina speaking. Yeah. <coughs> we'll try to catch. John and Zoom here saying that there's a kiss in the background also when you're uh, Okay. Okay. We'll, well do we our will best. do our best and we'll keep working on things as we go here. Hopefully it's not too distracting. Let's ascend and ask the angels to help. <laughs> All right, Father, thank you so much. And we, we do, we just, we just lay everything over at your feet right now. We're just uh, believing, Lord, that you are in charge and that you have everything in control. hearing the word peace and shalom. So we just allow that to, to settle in to each one of us. Mm -hmm. Isn't it wonderful that we can be in a chaotic situation and be able to just shift instantly. And yet the goal is to learn to live in that place at all times. Father speaking through this is that 
as we um, interchange, there's always adjustments that have to be made. Um, it can't be status quo. And sometimes it's a little uncomfortable and awkward. But he's saying, just hang in there. Just hold on. what's going on around us. 
There's just this deep peace. says so thankful for what father is doing in each and every one of us in this season for such a time as this yes you know, for a very long time the message that the father's been giving out to so many is the message of rest and it's as if it's being magnified and highlighted even more so that the key the understanding is rest we have to learn how to rest if we're going to accomplish the works that the Father has for us. We can't do them in our own strength. We have to be able to do them from a place of rest. Rest in Him. Alicia says, I see a vortex. Don't be afraid to enter in. There is change. Hallelujah. It's good though, yes. It's good change. Amy says, I see the fields of wheat that Mandy saw, and I see Yeshua as a lion walking among the wheat in the field. Elizabeth says, a prophetic picture was painted Friday night. The 
gavel of the Father came down and hit a nail near the hands of Jesus. Wow, wow. Uh, David says, no change in the sound on YouTube. Thank you for letting us know. Hearing the Father say, Awake, awake, awake. And it's like I see people who have been laying in the ground in the dirt and the dust, almost like they've been there for so long and covered over and just motionless. And they hear that sound and they're beginning to rise up, to rise up and engage. I know you probably can't see it here. I don't know, Riley, if you take a, a long shot. I'm curious if uh, it shows up on the screen. But there's a, no, it doesn't quite. But there's a, uh, what I'm getting is the medallion of the blood of Yeshua. Um, and actually, we've got these cups here. You can see the cup. And one of them spilled. And, um, and it, but it's just made a little medallion <laughs> on the table. It's not absorbed in the it fabric. It's not absorbed just standing there. It's actually very impressive that we can't get a shot of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mandy. I just feel like the blood that Yeshua is offering in this time is for the cleansing of all the dark places in our hearts, our minds, every fiber of our being. But that blood is waiting for your permission to come and clean and I, I saw a, uh, a Twitter post, and it was of this huge uh, uh, wine vat. Wine vat outside. Outside <clears throat> that ruptured, and it's this wine just pouring out and pouring Over out and pouring out. And so we agree yeah. with that. Mandy says, I see Jesus as a maypole, and we are the dancers. We are all holding on to the hem of his garment and twirling all around him. Wow. David said, I saw myself on the Father's lungs, moving up and down on his breathing like a nice soft bed with shades of blue. Wow. Regina said, I see the fields are ripe, and the angels with sights are walking into them. I see the host going before them, clearing the way for them. Wow. Rebecca says, dry bones are coming alive. Yes. of the pleasure of Father over all of us today. He's singing and dancing over us.
Don't be distracted by the noise around you. Keep your eyes on Jesus and meditate on his goodness. Stay in bliss. That's yes, good. we're in agreement. <clears throat> you know, these are the times. Um, and so what we're experiencing with the sound is just a tiny, tiny microcosm of what is going on in the earth. The chaos, the distractions. This is opportunity to practice engaging in rest in the rest of the Father, even in the midst of things that are, want, that are wanting to pull your attention away from Him. So this is good practice. <laughs> Enveloping us with this glory. 
with the seven spirits of God. Jesus. We've just seen it, uh, you know, as the rainbow, but then it began to shift and to swirl around us as that portion above us remains, that the seven spirits began to break loose to come and engage with us personally. invite any and all who are just now joining us on Facebook or YouTube or Zoom or here that um, there would just be an open door for them to step into that if they choose so they step in clearly clearly right into the midst of what you're showing us and what you're doing I see all of us stepping into Yeshua, becoming one with Him, the Father and the Holy Spirit. Yes. continue to remain open that he will continue to pour out and the blood of Yeshua will continue to clean. And you see many, many, many people, their light is beginning to shine brighter than they ever have before because all the dark spots that were left behind have been washed by Yeshua, by his blood. Just continue to receive that 
back in the age of um, the law, the age of law, that the high priest, when he would step into the most holy place, tomorrow or the, at sundown tonight, begins Yom Kippur. That's the one day a year that the high priest would step in to the Holy of Holies. Our high priest, Yeshua, is already there. Yes. Yet, that high priest, when he stepped in, he was not allowed to sweat. He was not allowed to be doing anything that would cause him to work in such a way that he would sweat. He was not allowed to put out effort in such a way that would cause him to sweat. That is a symbol of us when we are in our right place as kings and priests, that we are in a place of rest, not in a place of working hard, but in a place of rest, doing the highest work that could ever that you could ever be called to do. But you do it from a place of rest, not laboring, it's not labor intensive, it's not striving, it's not fighting. But when you work from that place of rest, you are doing the highest work. And you will get more done when you're working from that place of rest in Yeshua than you could ever get done working on your own. Trust that. Terry says, I see we are taking it all in, receiving all that is available. We are a people who have learned to feast at the Lord's table. Rebecca says, Gil saying bright light beginning to shine keeps repeating it over and over. Yes, we declare that into the heavenly realm. Bright light beginning to shine. In our meeting of the worldwide gathering of ecclesias yesterday, which, by the way, everyone is invited to that, in that meeting where we were engaging heaven, what the Father was showing us 
was that we are rods of light and that the rods of iron are of the earth and they will have to be destroyed and blown away by the wind. It's like that image in Daniel chapter 2 that is destroyed and the shaft, the dust is blown away by the wind. The rods of iron will dissipate, but the rods of light will begin to multiply and that you are a rod of light. He was showing us that we could take and duplicate ourselves in the sense of taking these rods from our being and standing them in the ground, just stabbing them in the ground, and we could leave it there so that it would begin to change the atmosphere in that region. And we could move on and we could stab another one into the ground, and it too would change the earth, it would change the atmosphere. And there were places, strategic places in the world, where we would stab those into the ground, but there would be groups of people that would come together, ecclesias that would come together, and they would stab them closely together so that it made a fence, it made a perimeter. We weren't quite sure if there was something being kept out or if there was something being kept in, but there were places where perimeters were made that were strategic for the kingdom. And so we just want to ask you, Father, if there's anything else that you want us to see and understand with this picture, with this vision, this revelation that you were giving yesterday. Again, if you're in house, please go ahead and take a seat at the mic. Share with us what you're getting. Zoomers, please unmute and share. Facebook and YouTube, put it in the chat and the comments. And we'll try to have that replay of yesterday up um, by tonight on Mighty Networks, our uh, Kingdom Talks communities. Uh, and on Facebook. Misty and Paul, uh, this is from Paul. I saw a rainbow earlier also, but uh, it was caught on fire and the rainbow smoke billowed from it, each billow turning into a bull. The bull then charged an army of matadors, dressed as Jesus, each with a red blanket. As the bulls ran into the matadors, they were covered by the blankets and stabbed with their blades. Then from the blankets, they came out as white lambs. Wow. 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 Transition. Mary shares from Psalm 119, 130 to 131. Break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. Those with open hearts are given insight into your plans. I open my mouth and inhale the word of God because I crave the revelation of your commands. Yes, we agree. So we are calling forth, decreeing and declaring, there have been many 
signs already given, the Father's already given pictures and declarations and decrees to go forth, that scales would begin to come down off of the eyes of those who are, have been deceived by darkness. And that in the Spirit, many have been given cups of the blood of Yeshua. And that in the Spirit, as these people that understand that they have these cups in the Spirit, and they're talking to other people around them that are deceived, that they're able to actually take that cup. And it sounds rude, but it's a good thing. And they throw that cup of the blood of Yeshua into the face of that person in the Spirit. And after they do so, the blood begins to wash away the scales from their eyes so that they can see clearly. So we need to be engaging with this wherever we're at, understanding that you have the cup of the blood of Yeshua, and that cup is, can be refilled for eternity, so it never runs out. But we need to start having the scales come down off of the eyes of those who are deceived with the darkness. that every frequency that is coming out of this room, that it, it doesn't matter what frequency it is anywhere, that when a frequency strikes you as something that um, triggers you, that that's a sign. Take it to the Father and ask the Father, what prevents this frequency from freely flowing through me versus getting stuck in me? <laughs> I just was thinking of that as the bowls were going. I'm, I'm not having any trouble with these, but there are other frequencies that do trigger me, and these need to be taken to the Father and ask, why does this one not flow through me, but it seems to get stuck in me? This is another area to say, Father, judge me. Show me if there's anything in me that does not belong. Dancing in the rain, 
It might be in the midst of the rods of glory, the rods of light. But wherever he is directing you. I'm just seeing that the rods of light that we've been using to plant and this, you know, to plant them in the earth, that uh, there's a time coming. I don't see it happening at this point, but I see that there's a time coming where those rods, where the enough people will come together and they will share of themselves because that's what happens when we're taking those rods out of us and they're multiplying. We're sharing of ourselves, that there will be enough in the earth, people in the earth that are sharing of themselves that those rods will then cover the entire earth, that they will cover them like a blanket and like a shield, that this is coming, this is coming. We each need to do our part and be willing to share the light that the Father has given to us. When the glory of the Lord will completely cover the earth, this is also our time of giving we've talked about the importance of giving and receiving as part of who father is that the enemy has tried to damage in us and so we want to participate as, as we receive that we are also giving um, however father shows you what is he speaking to you today about how you can give into the kingdom? If you want to give here, you can do so at kingdomequippingcenter.com or kingdomtalksmedia.com, either one. Just as Father leads. ways that we give, not just in money, but just ask the Father how you're to give today. I've heard many different stories this week that all kind of culminate around one thought, one idea, that we are moving from the place of relationship into the place of responsibility. And it does not mean you leave relationship behind. Relationship is the foundational building block that we must have with Yeshua, with Yahweh, with the Holy Spirit, with one another. It is the foundational block, but we need to move from relationship into the place of responsibility. And in many of our ascensions this week, we've engaged where Father, and at one point it was beautiful, Father was patting the throne next to him as if to say, come and sit. It's time for you to learn to rule and to reign with me. That takes responsibility. We all have different resources, and different means and ways that we will be pouring into the kingdom. But if we hold on to those resources and we don't share them and give them, and I'm not talking just about money or finances, but if we have resources and so forth that we are su supposed to be giving and sharing into the kingdom, Father's going to continue to multiply those where those are flowing. So just keep that in mind, that where you are open and flowing and giving as Father has led you to give, that there, that will multiply, it will continue to come. But when we get afraid or fearful and we don't step into the place of our giving, of whatever it is Father has given us to give, then that begins to put a stranglehold on the flow of what Father wants to give and flow through you. It is your choice. We each have a choice. How we are willing to 
open up and give and share of what the Father's given us. So Father, I see myself sitting at a table with Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because they so, so enjoy the time where we take of this communion. Because this communion is all about the oneness. Us becoming one together. We're not just becoming one with Yeshua because Yeshua said that He is one with the Father. So when we take this and submitting, committing ourselves to the oneness of Yeshua, we are also committing ourselves to the oneness of the Father. And the oneness of the Father is everywhere. Just think on that for a little bit. Think on that and let that sink in what the Father wants to share. I just feel like He's actually wanting to kind of dig into some of you. He's digging into special places in your heart that He wants to get to that He's not been allowed to yet. So as we sit there at the table together, give Father some time to work on you. What is it He wants to show you? Where does He want to get to in your heart? take of that bread, realize you're taking in the oneness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go ahead and take me. we open our hearts, our lives fully to you. And just as that wine vat was burst open and wine was spilled everywhere, you were burst open for us, for the whole world, that we might walk in newness of life. And today we thank you for the overflowing cup of your blood that is always available to us, strengthening us, transforming us, transfiguring us into your image. And today, again, we, we affirm our commitment to you to receive the fullness that you have to give as you expand our capacity. And so we receive now your blood. We want to hear your testimonies. Please share what you've been getting and receiving during this time. Either in house. Zoom, YouTube, Facebook. Please share. What you have is important. Regina says, I take a rod of light out of my spirit, and I see my sister with whom I have struggled. I hug her with that rod in the space between us. I ask her forgiveness and tell her how much I love her. 
Wow. Thank you for sharing that and just encourage. If you have somebody that you've been struggling with, that you too take that rod of light, put it between you and enter into oneness. We're going to be talking about that more today. to explain it but felt the invitation to go to the spiritual light net and have communion there as a light being. Yeshua's transfiguration be manifested so powerfully, gloriously in us more and more. Yes, we agree. Dorette says, I saw light rods being alive like tree branches, still growing. That's beautiful. Jill says, I feel relationship causes us to be a responsible son. We can't truly have one without the other. encourage each and every person not to shift out of the connection that you have right now, but you're going to include the engagement that we're going to step into just sharing some topics, but when you're in this place and you're able to engage from this place, you're going to experience a whole new level of flow from the heavens, and there's going to be revelation upon revelation as we share, and it's not Dean and I, it's as we share, the body shares. So we need to hear your thoughts, whether you're on Zoom, Facebook, YouTube, or right here in the house. We need to hear your thoughts. That's how we will get to the greatest level of truth and understanding. Not by just one person or two people, whatever, sharing and teaching you how to think. It's not what we're here for. We're just sharing topics and thoughts, and we expect the body 
come together to share more of those thoughts so that we have a more complete picture. So thank you, Father. Right. <coughs> well, I'm curious um, um, if the sound has changed on Zoom at all, or Facebook, or YouTube. Just wanted to add one more. Mandy says, "I sat on top of the rainbow I saw earlier with Jesus to take communion. Then Mary, his mother, joined us. I was reminded of the special relationship between Jesus, Mary, and us. Yes." And I don't know if many of you know it, but uh, most of our audience, uh, the largest portion is on YouTube. And just really, really appreciate, uh, there is a way to give on there, and there's, there are some that are giving. And so definitely, definitely appreciate each and every one of you and what you're sharing and giving. Because it's, um, it's powerful, it's helpful, and honestly, um, we've been expanding. And when we expand, the financial side expands as well. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, any help that came, comes right now is greatly, greatly appreciated. So thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to be exploring uh, oneness today, and I, I felt like this was really important after what we shared last week, because last week we were talking about the shifting of the ages and and shifting into the kingdom age and all of that, and so it's one of those things where. Um, we can get kind of into this place of separation of going, uh, well, we're in the kingdom age and they're in the church age. And we do not want to have that mentality or that attitude in any part of us. And I was really excited to see that um, the return happened yesterday. Uh, many of you I'm sure know about that in Washington. Many different groups coming together as one to, to worship, to pray. And even though some of the ways they did it um, may not have been our style or our way, um, we are one with them. And so we're just really glad Nancy Cohen was there as well as her daughter Shannon Bates and Nina Hayden. And, and then uh, actually Pat um, McGuire, McGuire from our group yeah, as well. So we were represented, <laughs> which is awesome. And so I, I just wanted us to go through and, and look at the verses about oneness to make sure that we don't get into a us versus them type of situation. So the first one we're going to look at is Acts 17.28, oneness with the Trinity, okay? So what we just experienced, what we just went through just now, that is absolutely a powerful expression and engagement of oneness with the Trinity. Acts 17.28 says, for in him we all live, move, and have our being. So, if you just contemplate that, meditate on that for a little bit. In Him, we live, move, and have our being. We don't exist outside of Him. No separation. Mm -hmm. You know, we unfortunately, in many cases, have been taught that we can be separated from God. It's like if you do something bad, oh man, you're going to be separated now. And it kind of comes from uh, Isaiah 59, verse 2. And if you go back and read that, you know, that your sins have separated you. Read that in context, and you get a whole different picture. We have never been separated from Father. We've never been separated from Yeshua. You can't be. It's impossible. The idea of being separated from Yeshua, from God, from Holy Spirit, is a, a lie of the enemy that basically has caused us to think, you know, less of ourselves than we should. And to understand that all creation is in Yeshua. 
Okay, you can't get away from it, and we'll, we'll share a verse on that in a second, but it's in Yeshua. All creation. There's nothing that is not created that is outside of Yeshua. This is scriptural, okay? This is in Colossians. So if you were to say, well, I'm outside of God. I have sinned. I am, I'm apart from Him now. I am no longer with Him and in Him. Well, you're pretty powerful then. In fact, you're very powerful. That would make you God. Because that means you can exist on your own without Him. And it just doesn't happen. So it's simply a lie of the enemy. And that when we understand that we've never been separated, and why have you never been separated? Because the love of God is covers every, you know, the breadth, the height, the width. There's no separation. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Yeah. His promise is that he never leaves us or forsakes us. <clears throat> and then as Gil mentioned in Colossians 1, 16 to 17, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Amen. So, any thoughts? Come on. Come on. There, there's got to be some thoughts on this, because this is uh, absolutely you know, an incredible verse that when we read it and really understand it, hmm. And it, it really goes against what most of us were taught yes. uh, as Christians is that we sinned, it separated us from God, there was this gap, and so Jesus had to come and you see the cross laying across so that we could come Make back to God. But the reality is, is that we have never, ever, ever been separated from Him. And once this reality really gets deep inside of you, it changes things. Yeah. Even this thing where we feel, and, and we'll talk about this later, we feel separated from God. That's it, We do go through times of that, but it is an illusion. Of our own mind. Of our own mind. It's not Him. And even people go, well, I can't hear God, I, I'm struggling, all this kind of thing. When in reality, um, He's right there. He's always talking, and He's always listening. He's always there. Um, and so I hope that is encouraging to you. So the next verse, okay, again, I'm going to ask anybody, come on, step up to the microphone, Zoomers, share with us, YouTube, Facebook. So Amy says, yes, I engaged with the return all day yesterday. A powerful shift is happening. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Regina says, I see Father beckoning to me in that meadow. The clouds uh, coalesced to the ground and Yeshua was there. He pulled bread from himself and gave it to me. He mm. held out the overflowing mm -hmm. cup. Mm -hmm. um, to my Beautiful. soul is a sensation of rushing. I drank from the cup and felt it diffuse into me. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the very fabric of it all. Yes. That's good. Alright, so anybody got anything to say about that? Uh, no separation. It changes absolutely everything. Yes. The way you the way you process everything, the way you think, the way you pray, the way you interact with anybody and everybody, it is truly otherworldly. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Elizabeth. And Mary says, We can actually now declare as well as Jesus in John ten thirty, I and the Father are one heart and mind. I and the Father are one in essence and 
in nature. Amen. Amen. Leticia, good to see you guys. We, we missed, missed you. you. <laughs> well, we we missed you in the beginning, but then when we find out that we're one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, That's good. so it is a powerful awakening uh, of us understanding that we are one. Mm-hmm. We're one in God and one wide, one with everything. And it is definitely... Um, uh, bring the beginning of the manifestation of the power of God to this atmosphere when we understand and when we believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a sure, sure, powerful testimony to share about this awakening understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, f- uh, a week ago, a friend of mine called me from Wichita, Kansas. So we have a friend in common, and she says, well, I called you to let you know that or friend Noelia is in a hospice center because of the cancer. Mm-hmm. So she 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 failed the bottle, you know. So mm-hmm. doctor says that she have only four to five days only. Mm-hmm. And she really wants to see you. She's crying to see you. Mm-hmm. I say, let's do it. So I pray, Father, and we, we drive all the way there. Then um, we got there, and there was definitely a pretty set picture. But I have my understanding that we're one in God and we're all one. Yes. So then yeah, I say, well, we're here. Let's start doing what we call to do. So first thing what, what I do is start minister her. She, she was not able to talk because she had a, a tumor that grow all her throat and it go on the lungs and part of the brain. Wow. Tumor in the bones, tumor in the breast. So it was wow. cancer all over the place. So I start praying. It was five days over there, very beautiful days, engaging Father in heaven. So the great news is that she's out of the hospice center because doctor says that she's not declining anymore. So they say that she's supposed to be pretty, like they claim pretty fast. So she's She's awake now. Wow. Um, yesterday she was able to talk. Wow. So they say that the lungs um, liquid that she was holding, it's getting little, little, little. Wow. Her daughter says yesterday, it was like there's no more liquids in her lungs. Wow. So um, what I was going to say is three days ago, I have this coughing really, really bad. And for a moment, I have a powerful time that I was helping her coughing out the, wow. the liquids. Wow. And I was just like, is this possible? I said, yes, that's possible. This is what it is being <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. right? Yes. So then I start really engaging, like I am her, and I am, I have no doubt in my mind, mm-hmm. so I am helping accelerating with the recovery. Wow. So wow. the news yesterday is about she's getting ready to come to Colorado. Wow. She knows she wants to start a new life. Wow. She knows about the healing. She says, I feel, oh, she stopped the medicine already. Yes. So they say that she's not asking for pain medicine no more, and she doesn't want to because she feels pretty good. Wow. She, she get up from the bed, and she's like walking in there. So this is also when you're understanding that you are one. Yes. And I believe... Because I pray before for people, and I don't see the the answer. Yeah. But I pray like God is over there, yes. over oh, there, and yes. I was here. Yes. So now yes. I pray in a different understanding. Yes. Yes. 
So oneness, it's something pretty, pretty heavy in our mind, and it's really something that it will take you to different levels of matureness. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I was just thinking, you know, I love opals because every time I engage, Father, I encounter opal, the, the stone. So I told my husband, I really want a piece that it has so many colors of opals. So I finally gave my, 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 my thing of opals. Oh, but wow. yesterday morning, I got like, I don't have to have it. I'm one with the opals. <laughs> I don't really need it. Wow. I'm one with the opals. Yeah. So I started engaging so many different colors and the power of God that is, that is, that is revealed in every opal. I was like, so I can engage the, the diamonds. I can engage gold. So, and like I say, it is just like a level of matureness, and it's a awakening, awakening, a change of life. That when you understanding and believe things, the doors are getting open to manifest in this realm. So I really wanted to share that. That is so good. So, going back to that verse, Colossians 1, 16 and seventeen. You know, because it says very clearly there, by Him all things were created that are in heaven. And that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. I mean, I think that includes everything. Yeah? Okay. Um, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. You know, there's... Anyway, what you were just saying with TCA is so powerful because when we understand that we're one with the Father, one with Yeshua... And he has poured himself out. And so this, this I love Chris Carter's analogy. Uh, in fact, it, it works so well for me. I've, I've become one with it. Uh, <laughs> just the idea that the Father poured himself out into everything. So everything he is, he poured out into everything else. But he is one with everything because he has created everything. He is everywhere. And Leticia, when you're talking about being one with those stones, because if we're one with the Father, then there is a oneness that we have with all things. Yeah. And, you know, some people will separate the things of natural, you know, nature, like the stones and so forth, from maybe these cameras or the keyboard. But guess what? It all came from the earth. <laughs> now, we may have manipulated it and changed it a little bit, but it still, all of it has come from the earth. So, should we be having all these tech problems? <laughs> we need to be, understand our oneness a little bit better and yeah. get into these things. <laughs> so, um, Regina says, simply put, the Lord of the universe lives in me and is the very matrix of reality. Yeah. Yeah. Mandy says, I heard Paul from the shack say that the sons of God are basically all humans who know who they are. I was always taught the sons of God are only those who are in Christ. But if all are in Christ, then does that mean there that everyone go. is a child of God, a son of God, in spite of whether you have a cent centered him or not? And, and we if, would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. And if that Definitely. is so, then does it matter if we sec accept Jesus as son of God or not? So the, the, the process that we're going through is every person on the planet is becoming more aware of who they are. That sin, harmatia, the Greek word for, for sin, is missing the mark. And it's actually missing the understanding of who you are. It's, it's missing the mark of knowing who you are. Because when we don't know who we are, we act out in terrible ways and we do stupid things. Yeah. But when you begin to understand who you really are, 
you don't even have to fight that stuff because most of it is just going to fall away. There's going to be some healing that's needed, yes. But most of that stuff is just going to fall away when you understand who you are. And so when we're hitting the mark, we're actually seeing clearly who we are. And so we want to go from that place of harmartia, missing the mark and not knowing who we are, and we want to swing over to the other side to understanding who we are. So those who have not accepted Christ are simply those who just don't know. They don't know yet who they are. They don't know. They're already connected. And so they're acting as if they're not connected. Yeah. Yeah. Amy says, I absolutely agree that separation is a lie from the enemy, but how do we reconcile Isaiah 59 too? But your iniquities have separated between mm -hmm. you and your God, and your and your is face from you. Yeah, so I brought that up earlier. And, and go read that in context and look at it in the Hebrews. See if there's not maybe some different ways to interpret some of those Hebrew words. That's the unfortunate thing is when we look at scriptures that we have today, most of our English translations and any translation in any language is going to have a bias. And I don't, you know, it's impossible to get away from that. So if you're under the impression and you believe a certain way, when you go to interpret scriptures, you're going to use words and language that help explain what you think you know, <laughs> what you think is truth. So we have to understand that when we read these things, that to the best of our ability, and here's the hard part, is with Hebrew and Greek, you know, we usually will turn to uh, Strong's Concordance. That was written in the 18th century, 1800 years after, you know, the, the biblical times or the, you know, the, the, the church, in the, the early church. So we've got this big gap. And so we really have to do our research and consider some of the other ways that you usually see in the Strong's Concordance and other concordances of how to interpret the scriptures. And if you, you may say, well, I don't understand Greek and Hebrew and all this. Just go to blueletter.com, blueletterbible.com. Or .org. .org.com, I think they're both there. But go there because that will give you the, a good portion of the Greek and the Hebrew, and you don't need to have uh, you know, a, a, a degree to figure it out. Okay, Diane. Um, so while you were talking about all this, I, I saw in the spirit a, um, a, a visual that really relates really well for me, and so I thought I'd share it just in case it helps anybody else. But um, I think it's called The Men in Black. Have you seen that movie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay, where they uh, eventually, by the time you get to the end of the movie, it's like this whole world is like contained in a locker. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so I kind of saw that, that, you know, God is all in all. There's nothing that's not in God. If everything right. is in God, He created everything is in Him. He even, you know, like destroyed some things at the beginning so that you can brood, brood over some empty space and make creation inside of him, yeah. which is, yeah. wow, a good Selah. And so mm -hmm. I saw that we were like, we are in him, in that central place inside of him, and we're all connected, kind of like, you know, the umbilical cord. You know, there is a hardware-like connection to him, to his life, to his blood, to his lungs, just like a baby, you know, that's growing in a mother's womb. And we are like that in him. All connected, all sons, we all have the hardware, but there are some who have um, not come to that place where Jesus has re has taken away the lens cap, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, where he has um, saved us and now we know, you know, we know our sin, we know that we've been saved. You know, and then there's all these other, so this whole, like, I can see the umbilical cord. It's like 
There are so many facets inside this core. Do you know the Savior? You know, do you know your identity? Do you know, you know, like um, the kingdom versus being in the church age? You know, all the cultural things. So it's for me, it's like really a beautiful pictorial because then you can see all of us in Him and each of us having a different um, version of a revelation in our in our umbilical cord, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Anyway. Thank That's you, good. Diane. Uh, Regina says, this challenges the idea that we are only responsible for ourselves individually. Really good word. Claudia says, I absolutely love knowing that we all live in him, not apart from him. We don't need to compete for his love. My heart just wants to jump for joy. We all fit into his big, big heart. And Regina says, it stands to reason that the light of Yeshua uh, in us means we can freely pour into my sister and my husband, both of whom do not know him. Right. Father told me years ago to just love your husband, yeah. um, uh, leave the rest to me. Shirley says, what does it mean when Jesus said to religious leaders, you, your father, you are the, of your father the devil? And that's a whole nother Sunday, I think. Um, <laughs> but it is good because who is your father? Uh, you can choose to go down the, the, the path where you, your source is a source of lies and deception, which would make your father of the enemy. Um, so yes, I mean, and that, so it's talking about more of a source than an actual, you know, you know we're not birthed out of the devil. We're not... You know, so we need to understand that that fathering is talking about the source. Where are you, you know, getting receiving your, your source and identity. receiving? Yeah. Uh, because if you looked at that, all creation, visible and visible, in heaven and on earth, and um, thrones and principalities and dominions, uh, I would think that that would include any darkness. Any darkness. <laughs> so I know that's a little hard. Um, Monica says, all have missed the mark because of our identity in Adam. Christ restored that identity on the cross. We have to acknowledge and receive that he is our identity, yes. Amen. Susan. Um, well, with all this being shared, um, I just wanted to connect with some of it. Years ago, before I understood kingdom and all of the frequency connection and how all one in God, when I uh, prayed, I saw myself going to the person I was praying for and bringing Christ into that. And this one woman, a friend of mine told me about her friend who was in a coma. She had a brain aneurysm and they gave her three days to live. They said she wasn't... Okay, when she told me about that, what I saw in the spirit was me going to her hospital room with Christ, laid her hands, I called that woman forth back to life and and got rid of the aneurysm as I spoke. My friend told me, because this was at work, that was Friday, Monday morning when she told me, she got up out of the bed and walked home. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Absolute <laughs> connection, oneness. And this morning when I was in him, I started just worshiping, connecting with myself pre-earth. Mm -hmm. And then I was speaking to my one sister who um, uh, is lives an alternate lifestyle and there's a lot going on with her. And I was speaking to her, mm -hmm. the love and the oneness and the acceptance and to let go of these raging anger she has. And I could see it. I could feel 
the love of Christ going into she and her family. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing that happened, as those two connected, then he brought me back into um, a memory of when I was in space. I was uh, doing an assignment in Uranus. And he showed me how all three are connected. It's all one. Whether I'm sitting in my house, whether I'm calling a, for a fourth across the nation, whether I'm in the cosmos doing what he wants, there's absolutely no division, no distance, no difference. Yeah. So the beauty of what you're saying is, is you know, you're aware of yourself in at least three places, what you just said. So when we begin to understand that we are in the Father, which makes us capable of being anywhere and everywhere, then we, it becomes a, um, a situation of just shifting focus. So that's yes. why we like to use the word, let's shift focus and go into the heavens. Yes. Because it's not like we're going there. We're already there. We're just shifting our focus so our consciousness is then in that place. Mm -hmm. But again, we want to get to the place where our, we understand our consciousness is everywhere and we yeah. can... But that's like... I mean, Father kind of gave me a glimpse of that one time and it kind of just fried, fried me. Because <laughs> um, I was almost asleep and I'm having this encounter with him and he showed me that connection and I just rose straight up out of bed and was like, okay, I guess I'm sleeping the rest of the night. So, you know, we're not re ready for that. Most of us are not ready for that, but we're going to grow into it. So we need to continue to go there. And uh, if I may add one more thing, uh, because I do engage my perfected self, but it isn't only future. It depends what I need at that moment, which self I engage. This morning it was pre-earth, but also I bring that into my current self on earth, but also in heaven. And I also go forth into the future timeline because there are three different mm -hmm. selves mm -hmm. that I see. They're very, very different. Yeah. And they um, minister to me, help me, teach me the different things that I need at that moment. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there are so many. There's so much. And it's all one, and it's all real, and it's all current. Yes. yes. And that, that to me is the key, that you're, you're stepping into those different areas that you know you are existing, and, but you're looking at how does it help you and affect you now. Yes. And that's, yeah. that's the key that we really, if you're doing this stuff and it's not changing your life here, yeah. then probably need to switch something. And we, so we another, <laughs> another way to look, Susan, at that, Father gave me the words, um, who was? who is and who is to come. And at first I was like, no, 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 that's, that's Yeshua, that's not me. Yeah. And he goes, no, that is you. Yes, it is. We, yes. we, the one who was is the one who existed with the Father in eternity. Mm -hmm. The one who is is what I'm walking out right now, and the one who yes. is to come is that perfected self. He showed me that over and yes. over and over. Yes. But it's all one. Yes, it is. Yes. And, and so it gives us encouragement when you know you started from per per perfection and you're going to perfection it makes it easier to walk out this life when we're in a journey and we're walking things out. Good. Anyone else? A question that's running in the string at Zoom says, how does the restoration of all things come into play in light of Colossians 1.16? looks. I would say that's the, the beauty of the restoration of all things is that Father could have done it like that in a moment of time. But we get to be involved 
in restoring, receiving the restoration ourselves, and then working that restoration, bringing that light into the darkness, that illusion, those who don't know who they really are. And um, it is such a joy to participate in restoration, and I'm glad, um, even though it means we've had to walk through the challenges and trials ourselves as well, but that we get to participate in that restoration. It's amazing. And I'm not sure if I'm answering the question, but at the same time, I would, I would just like to add that, you know, with everything the Father has created, um, we know that a third of the angels fell. We know that there are those of us who have fallen. What does fallen mean? Because in the human context, I would put the fallen into the fact that we don't know who we are. We lost our identity. Adam lost his identity. I would assume that the angelic that fell lost their identity. So in restoration of all things, I would assume, because I, I just cannot imagine, at least my God that I serve, he's not weak. <laughs> and if he wants to bring everything into restoration, I believe that his love never fails and that he will eventually bring everything back into its original state. And, and, and what and we talked even about, more so. yeah, yeah, plus the restitution. two weeks ago, mm -hmm. um, even better. Uh, Mary says, we believed that the Father left Jesus on the cross because of the sin that he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But he actually quoted the verse uh, yes. of Psalms 22.1, which actually thing. teaches us the opposite. <laughs> the verse 24 yeah. in the very same psalm says, For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him, but when he cried to him, he heard him. Yes. Yeah, we agree. So that, again, unfortunately we've been taught so many things through the church, and again, the church is not the enemy, but we do have to go back and start re-looking at everything we've been taught, because... For the most part, for the last 1,500, 2,000 years, we have simply regurgitated what we were told to believe. We have not really looked into it and challenged in order to go deeper. And that's why now, as we step into this next age, it is so important that we listen to one another, that we hear one another, that we not get stuck with just one pastor or person standing up and telling everybody else what they should believe. It should be something like what we're doing here, where we're encouraging. You've got a question. If you've got uh, um, uh, you know, a thought that you want to share, uh, feel free. Even if it's different from what we're saying. In you can challenge us. You do not have to you know, be afraid to say, well, I don't know if that's correct. Now, again, we want the attitude of we're going to have a conversation, yes. not that someone's going to come in and tell you, try to tell everybody else how it is. Mm -hmm. That's just shutting things down. That's the spirit of darkness when, you, when someone comes in and says, hey, well, let me tell you, it's this way. You guys are wrong. No, we're not, we're not looking for that. But if you have a question, or if you have a different way of looking at something, we'd like to hear it. Definitely like to hear it. So let's look at a couple of more verses. Um, these are familiar to you, I'm sure. Oneness with each other. We've been kind of talking about this. First Corinthians 12:20. But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the next slide um, is similar. Oh, actually, this next slide is the oneness paradox. And I wanted to look at this because. Um, there's oneness and there's a unique diversity working together. For instance, Gil and I are technically one, right? Um, but we're very unique and we're very different. And so Romans 12 says, for as, many, um, for as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. 
having then gifts differing according to the grace that has been given to us. And so even in reference to the Father is um, sometimes it's hard to relate to uh, Yeshua or the Father when I'm inside of him. Does that make sense? So if, if we go with the oneness complete, then um, I'm in him. I can't really sit on his lap because I'm inside of him. <laughs> um, you know, he can't come running to me with arms open wide because I'm already inside of him. And so we, it's, it's kind of this paradox is that we have a separateness, but it helps in building relationship. If we were all just one and we were all exactly alike, then what's the point? Um, but it's like Father has, has given us each this, these unique roles and these, these unique places that we can be together um, and we can be one, but yet we can also experience the, the diversity and uniqueness that we each are. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're, uh, if you have something, please speak up. I'm going to go ahead and move to the next verse, though, and unless someone stands up, raises their hand, shouts out. <laughs> All right. So Ephesians 2.16 says that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. So to me, I feel like this is where we're at right now, that we really need to see and understand that Father's wanting to put to death the enmity that is between the, the various people groups in the earth right now. It needs to be put to death, mm -hmm. that enmity. So this verse is referring to Jew, Jew and Gentile. Gentile. Yeah. Um, and so it's he's reconciled the whole world into one body. Oftentimes when we look at the one body metaphor, we just think all the Christians are in one body. But no, he reconciled the whole earth, whole world into one body. And then John 1, 9, that was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. Okay, so let's look at that. That was the true light, Jesus. Okay, he's talking about Jesus. True light, which gives light to how many men and which ones? It says every. It says all. Basically every man coming into the world. So that would answer the question as to whether or not Jesus, the light of the world, is in just Christians or is it? in every man, every person. It's in every person. Again, they're still coming awake to who they really are. And that's our job, and that's the gospel. That's what we should be sharing. The gospel is the good news of who you are. Because you're already in Christ. He's already in you. You can't get away from that. And to realize who you really are and to begin to live that and walk that out, that's the beauty, that's the joy, and that's the glory of the gospel. So the next verse kind of gives, we'll kind of give an explanation of this um, light versus darkness. John 1, 4 and 5 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And so kind of the way we look at it is, this is what darkness is. Um, is that we're not able to see that we are in the light, and the light is in us. And because our eyes are blinded, um, we, we live out the opposite of who we actually really are. Does that make sense? It's not that we are separated from him or that we are outside of him. It's just simply we are blind. We are in darkness or we're seeing from that dark perspective. Mm -hmm. So I hope that makes sense um, about those who are 
in the past we considered lost. They're not really lost. This is what it means in the lost, is they just don't know. Scales over their eyes. Okay, so Hebrews 11.40 says, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So this is talking about the cloud of witnesses. Okay, so this is a little trippy. Talking about the cloud of witnesses and understanding that God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us, that there are people from other ages who are in the cloud of witnesses that are not being made complete. Okay, so people from other ages. We've talked about the ages. If you didn't see last Sunday, I really encourage you to go back and look at the last Sunday. That was about the ages and understanding what that shift is all about. But that there are people from other ages that have not yet been made complete or perfect because they've been waiting for us. Now, as far as we can see and understand from Scripture, we may be the last age, and this age may not even be a full 2,000 years. So it's something, know. you know, we don't know. We don't know. But it talks about the 1,000 years. And um, so this could be a thousand years. Anyway, I don't want to get into that because that goes all over the board and we could hear a zillion <laughs> different answers from a zillion different people and we really don't know. But there is definitely something for us to understand that Father is having all of us work together. So not just the humans that are alive on the planet right now, but even those who have already gone before us. And if you think about it, um, the writer of Hebrews was speaking this in the context of a transition season. It was going from Aries into Pisces. And he was saying, hey, those who have gone before, who were in the previous age, you know, they're connected with us. We're completing one another together. And so in the same way, when we talk about we're in the kingdom age and they're in the church age or we're in Aquarius and they're in Pisces, it, there's no separation yeah. at all. Um, we're working together. We're being completed together. Um, and, you know, it just keeps going in this place of oneness. Okay, so we are done with our teaching portion. So if anybody has anything else they'd like to add or any questions, let's hear it. All right. Susan. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry about it. Susan, can you move the microphone closer after you sit down? Oh. Just manhandle it. There you go. Up. If you can get closer, that would be even better. There okay, you go. just one more thing. <laughs> uh, the thing about the authority, moving a new authority, greater authority, God's been bringing that to me for uh, very acutely in the last couple of months. And so I've been, of course, engaging, what do you want me to do? How do I enact with this? How do I live it out? And then what I do is I engage with my future perfected self, who is already ruling and reigning, dressed in royal garb, with the scepter, with everything, the crown, and he just uh, showed me all the symbols, what, I, what they all mean. So I take hold of that, I engage with her. She is a queen. She is already ruling, and there's such peace, confidence, security, and everything just flows. There's no effort. It's just automatic that my future self absolutely moves in this very great authority of perfected royalty. Yeah. I bring that into the now and engage it to help me <laughs> to moving the authority he's asking me to move in with the new thing he's had me start. 
So again, uh, a lot of engaging in the heavens with all the many me's, <laughs> yeah. many selves, mm -hmm. for whatever is needed. And again, no time, space, or distance. I can talk, as I did this morning, to my sister across the country, knowing, because I can feel the love, I can feel the frequency from me, going to her, engaging with her, and the others I was, I was talking to, to bring the truth of Christ into their distress. And just like that woman that got up, because I, I, I just prayed the blood of Jesus go into that woman's brain and be healed, and, and God did it. I mean, I never even met the woman. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. So it's becoming, as you said, acutely aware um, and manifesting more on earth, I think, than before, that this is real, this is true, and it's available to every single person who will engage. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, one thing I would just put out there, um, and it, again, it's, it's about what works for you. Um, so when you're talking about engaging with your future self, um, to me the perfected self is the true us. So it's not somebody that we become, but it's somebody I already am. Colossians 2.10 says that in Yeshua I'm already complete. So you know, our job is kind of breaking out of the matrix of lies that we're in so that we can step into the truth of who we really are. And so, and the only reason I say that is because for me, putting it off into the future means it's not here yet. But you did use language where you brought that future into the now. Yeah. So again, that's another way of looking at it, bringing the future into now or understanding that you're already there, you're already complete, and we just got to break out of the matrix of lies. And so, and I'm sure there's probably at least half a dozen other people that have different ways of looking at it, which would be helpful because one of those ways is probably going to click with some of you and, and others, other ways are going to click with others. But it takes an understanding for us to start re-looking at the things that we've been told. I mean, there's so many things that it's like, and I can't remember who it was, but who, who's the guy that said, you know, he looked at the guy, the, the drunk on the street, and he says, but for the grace of God, there go I. Anybody remember the name? I can't think. But I, it was early 1900s or 1800s because you can tell by the language. <laughs> there for the grace of God, uh, there but for the grace of God go I. I would say there but for the grace of God, I am, because we are one. And if there's someone homeless, if they're, you know, drunk on the street, we are one. And we have to understand that we are one. And then you need to ask the Father, what do I need to do in this situation about my oneness? Am I called to do something right now? Or do you have somebody else that's going to do it? We don't always want to put it off to somebody else, but we need to ask, Father, is this something that I can do? Is there something I can do? But to understand that we are one, not try to make this separation that, um, you know, God likes me and, you know, not that person. They didn't get enough grace or something. <laughs> so Monica says, His breath is in all. We are a brand new creation. Yeshua breathed on his disciples new life as God breathed into Adam. And Leah says, the bride is veiled. Yeshua unveils the bride that we may see him, the light, and the bridegroom can be intimate with the bride. Yes. Okay. Anyone else? Zoomers? All right, well, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to have lunch here. Wish you all were here. <laughs> Please stay on with John and Evelyn. Um, Next week, Gil and I will be um, in New Mexico town. Uh, at our retreat. We're really excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wish you all could be with us. 
but uh, maybe so next time. There will still be a meeting here, so come on in. Uh, we're not sure exactly who's going to be running things just yet, but uh, there will be a meeting here, and there will still be Zoom, YouTube, Facebook, and if we can, we will be joining you from where we're at. We just don't know if we have a good internet, internet. signal there, so we'll have to see. All right. Love you all. Love you all. Bless you. Blessings. We'll see ya. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.